Hi, and welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Leszek Kozlowski. He is a space architect. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is also sponsored by CheapTranscription.io. Cheap Transcription offers 10 cent per minute transcriptions using our happy robots or 85 cents per minute using our human assistants. CheapTranscription.io is cheaper and faster than everyone else. CheapTranscription.io. Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Leszek Ozechowski. He's a space architect. Welcome, Leszek. Hi. So, so what's a, what's a space architect? What are, are are you in space right now? Well, I'm obviously not in space. <laughs> Currently, there's only like six people in space uh, at the International Space Station. Uh, what I do, well, I do research. I do prototypes uh, and and how and I try to design future uh, moon or Mars settlement, uh, so-called habitats. And this is what I am doing in my work. Um, and during my studies, because basically I'm a researcher. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so this is fascinating. So what's what's it going to take to put us into space, or do we even want to be in space? Oh, we certainly do. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, uh, we should start by saying that well, now we we all know that there are some changes going on uh, on Earth when it comes to our climate, uh, climate change is real, and it only there's only some uh, discussions who is responsible for uh, for it. But either way, we need to be prepared, and we need to uh, create uh, ways to well to, to uh, mitigate to, it. Yeah, mitigate it uh, exactly. And uh, what do you when we when you think about living on Moon or on Mars? You need to create technologies that will allow you to survive in this hostile environment where you need to shield yourself from uh, low pressure, from uh, radiation. And at the same time, you need to produce your own food. You need to uh, sustain yourself on very uh, small amount of water. Uh, so those kind of um, technologies will create this um, well, zero waste uh, society. If we create the first base on the moon or on Mars, um, we can very easily use those technologies to create zero waste society here on Earth. And it will, by extent, well, help us survive this new time or even, well, uh, reverse some damage that was already done. Hmm. So the... I've never actually heard that... Uh... So I guess the key for a keys for a space architecture is zero waste. Right? That's that's kind of like the the, the primary goal. Sustainability and zero waste definitely. Um, well, and this is all. This is what well, uh, investing in space technologies is all about. When you think about uh, current age in space industry, you are thinking about I don't know um, satellites. Uh, our communication or GPS, uh, those, those are things that we are using daily, and we cannot imagine our life without it. But also, thanks to satellite technology, we know exactly what is happening currently uh, on our planet, so we gain some data. And if we develop this, uh, and we if we go further and we create yeah, this, uh, we put humans in space, well, we create technologies to... Uh, to do something about this uh, new 
new new new um, reality that we will live in. Uh, mm -hmm. And when you're investing in space technologies, it is said that every single well, every dollar dollar uh, will return to you eightfold. So it is quite um, lucrative uh, uh, um, way to invest your money. So n not everyone needs to be Elon Musk that will say, "Okay, I will colonize Mars." Uh, but there's a lot of uh, small startups that are working on putting humans uh, on the moon only, for example, by creating ways to uh, to grow your own crops there. So, mm -hmm. for example, hydroponics and aeroponic solutions that, that that does not require soil to uh, to grow your own food, and those kind those kinds of mm, uh, ways uh, to grow your own uh, crops could be very useful uh, now here on Earth because it is uh, you can grow your food uh, vertically uh, using uh, only 10% of water that you're spending now on uh, on growing your own crops. So um, uh, so this is this could also solve like that kind of uh, idea could also solve many problems that we are having here. Uh, on Earth, when it comes to uh, well, food shor shortages and water shor shortages. Mm -hmm. What does a what does a environment look like? Is it a is it are the things that you're designing are they like uh, domes or are they underground or made out of concrete? What's the uh, what's the general consensus on how these things are going to look? Um, well, you can go. Uh, well, you, you can go different ways, uh, and well. When you are watching science fiction, you you can see a lot of domes, mm -hmm. and dome can uh, enclose the biggest uh, volume, biggest space underneath, and create some kind of a small uh, living area or like biggest possible living area when it comes to to the volume. But normally, uh, it's like designers' easy way. Like, okay, we have we have uh, this 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 uh, plane. We will just put a dome there. My job is done. Mm -hmm. But when you're really an architect, you you really uh, need to understand where are you trying to build and what are what is the environment that you're building in. So, for example, when we are talking about the moon, uh, well, moon is uh, our, oh, it's, uh, it's uh, a lot smaller than Earth, so gravity is uh, is only ninety percent of Earth's gravity, uh, and it's constantly um, Exposed to uh, sun and cosmic radiation, so you need to find your radiation shielding. Um, and to do that, you either well, bring your habitat from Earth that, that is already equipped with thick radiation shielding, but it's not very cost-effective. You can only bring uh, that uh, that much stuff up there uh, using our our uh, current uh, launching system. Mm -hmm. So you either bring Robots that will 3D print your uh, your uh, outer shell uh, from lunar regolith. Uh, so this is uh, one way to do it. Like just uh, just use 3D printers, center regolith uh, using microwaves. Uh, on it will work very well on the moon, and it will create this thick shell that will be your radiation shielding and your uh, micrometeorite. Uh, shield, um, but you could also just uh, 
look a little bit harder for your place to put your habitat. For example, you can find uh, lava tubes on the moon, uh, given that we have and the gravity is a lot, uh, a lot lower. Uh, lava tubes could be could have re really, really enormous sizes. Uh, on Earth, they could they can span like a couple meters wide, a couple meters uh, high, mm -hmm. and go for hundreds of meters long. They could be hundred meters long, but on the Moon, uh, they could be kilometers wide, uh, hundreds of kilometers uh, long, and and so we could probably put an enormous city or even a small <laughs> state inside that lava tube and you will have uh, your radiation shielding already there. So maybe this is the way to colonize the moon, only using uh, geological structures that we could find there. Um, and also, mm, so yeah, that is basically those two things. You can also probably use ice to create your radiation shielding. Water is a very good uh, shield when it comes to radiation. But if you but well but if you just uh, get your water ice from somewhere, it will just evaporate in, in, in vacuum. So it's always a trade-off. You need water. You don't want to waste it. So, um, but but it, at the same time, you mm, okay. So you need to find solutions that will cover as many problems as uh, as possible. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you need water. That's uh, when you have water, you either well, you have drinking water, you can grow your crops, but also you have oxygen, you have, you, and you have uh, hydrogen, so you have rocket fuel, you have your atmosphere to breathe, uh, to, to breathe in. And you could also use, again, as a radiation shielding. So if you invest in infrastructure to mine water, to gather water, to replenish your resources of water, and just add another loops, like normally now on the space station you are drinking water, then uh astronauts are in well giving back in sweat or uh or like normally uh by peeing and then it's uh renewed and it and it go back to the loop but if mm -hmm. you add another loops like uh use this water for your uh, for uh, for your crops or you uh, or put it in a, a, a lot longer road to create shielding around the habitat uh you can use the same resource uh, in many, many ways. So this is one way to think about creating uh, space habitat. So you can make a you can make a space shield. You can make a shielding out of the water that you use for the crops occasionally, or like, I guess that's a storage method. And then I suppose there's it's also yes, exactly. you could even you could even use the the rocket fuel as a shielding. Because I mean, you don't need it all the time. So if you if you put it in stasis of some sort, that's that's interesting. Oh, maybe not a rocket fuel. Well, you have water, then you can. Uh, made out mm -hmm. of it oh, generate oxygen yeah. and hydrogen and then you have your rocket fuel mm -hmm. i recommend to put to have <laughs> and, and uh uh yeah okay so mm, when when are you going up i mean it sounds like it sounds like you've gotten this all these plans together when are when when do you think it's going to be fairly commonplace for us to go up like that oh very commonplace uh well we heard a couple of weeks ago, uh, Mike Pence, and he said that he would like another, well, the next man and the first woman that uh, to go to the moon to land near 2024th. Mm -hmm. And it and well, these people are intended to be American, Americans, obviously. Um, um, but when it comes to more sustainable way, like this is only this statement was like 
Cold War statement that we only need to go there, we need to put our foot there. It was it didn't involve any kind of sustainable development, and like the more the more sustainable way uh, is to create well is is to go with uh, the plan to create a moon village, something that was proposed by European Space Agency a couple of years ago, and because well uh, in a couple of years international space station uh will be abandoned and europe said that it's it it's it, it's very hmm, it would be nice to continue this great cooperation between nations and create something uh, new something further so idea for moon village emerged and they invited everyone to participate in this venture and through the uh, throughout the years, one by one, all the states uh, joined this this idea that yes, this this uh, uh, tournament moon base uh, should become a reality. Mm-hmm. What we learn uh, later is that probably uh, before 2030, so around 2028, there will be already a space station in cis lunar orbit. Uh, it will be called. Deep Space Gateway, and it will be like this uh, a place where you can send your supplies, send your uh, astronauts before uh, before uh, landing them on the moon. So this will be the place to uh, probably gather your resources before you, will, you, that, you could launch 20, your mission. 2038, you said, or when, when is no, that? 20, it, it's 20, uh, 2028. Uh, 2028? Yeah, okay. so it's... Uh, nine nine years uh, before <laughs> we can start building something on the moon, and so that's that that's really not far away. Normally, yeah. uh, when we heard the plans to go to the moon or Mars, it was only it was always like, okay, in twenty years we will be there, and it and we heard that for fifty years already. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always it was always twenty years, and now and now it's nine years. So. So it really, uh, so there is a really a development in this area. And we have uh, new um, launch vehicles that are capable of, uh, well, of of uh, putting enough uh, payload uh, on uh, cis lunar orbit. Uh, we are developing crew uh, crew capsules for deep space, like NASA Orion capsule. Um, so technology is is coming together, and probably like this international mission to the moon will become a reality around 2030. Mm-hmm. And the creation of this first uh, permanent lunar base could probably follow uh, not uh, long after. But with this uh, deep space gateway in cisnar orbit, it will be also possible to uh, assemble a Mars mission. It will be probably something like uh, like mission just to land there, put your flag, and mm-hmm. uh, return to Earth. And with the moon, and with moon, we are talking about something permanent, something sustainable that will change crews uh, in 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 perna- in constant like uh, manner. So people will live on the moon in 2030s, and this is very exciting. That's why a lot of architects are doing the research um, and it's not about only about technologies it's also about isolation and 
people because people are like this um, weakest uh, element of, of this puzzle. Mm -hmm. um, and what we are doing in Poland, um, I am uh, I'm director of Lunar's uh, research station. It's an analog habitat. It's a facility where we are conducting studies uh, uh, on six people crew in isolation. So we are closing their so they are closed in, in our facility for a couple of weeks and psychologists are uh, trying to tell if they're well, suited for uh, for like this long isolation and this is all uh, and this is all mm, no we are basically simulating moon and Mars missions so if they want to go outside they need to uh, wear their pressure suit they're going inside this um, well, nuclear hangar, in fact, where we mm -hmm. have uh, 250 square meters of simulated lunar surface where they can stroll around and <laughs> use rovers to uh, to do some geological uh, exercise and, and research. They go back to this facility where they have laboratories and their places to sleep, a kitchen, their office, and they're living there 2000, uh, two, uh, 24 seven for a couple of weeks. and. That gives us a lot of data, how to design good space for people that will be closed in the hostile environment um, beyond Earth uh, for ex extended period of times. Um, and I might say that it's quite challenging to, uh, to uh, find the right solution when you have really limited uh, amount of volume and space uh, when you're thinking about space habitats, really. This is fascinating. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. This is a. Uh, so you think the you think we're going to be able to fix uh, the things that we need to fix uh, and start moving, essentially start going to space, right? Well, yeah. A lot of people are saying it says like, why do we spend a lot of so much money on space exploration? We have a lot of problems here on Earth. Well, from my point of view, this is exactly why we need to invest. In space explorations, because it could help us re uh, resolve all problems that we have here on Earth. Um, so that's definitely uh, it. Um, well, thanks to space explorations, we learned about our problems, and by going further, we can also learn how to fix them. Um, and and it and it covers a lot of uh, a lot of different topics, not only. Uh, like what do you do with your water or what do you do with your oxygen, what do you do with your food, but also what about energy, what about, um, yeah, what about dealing with your wastes and what well, There's even so, psychological issues as well, right? So you have to make sure that the, pe the people don't go crazy out there. Huh. Yeah. Exactly. Well, this is wonderful. So... Leszek, I want to know, I want you to tell me as soon as you start flying into space uh, before you leave because... <laughs> I want to. I'll send you. I'll send you a postcard. Polish space program is not yet. <laughs> Polish space program. Well, Polish, Polish space. <laughs> that is ready for, for the first Polish astronaut. Well, we already had a cosmonaut in. in yeah. But you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the. Uh, there's 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 plenty. Unfortunately, there's plenty of Polish jokes about the Polish space program. So. I, we'll, oh yeah, I love all of them. <laughs> Leszek, thank you for joining us on Technotopia. This has been oh. incredible. I'm really uh, I'm really excited. I, this so literally nine years. We're all going to we're all going to have like a little a jumping off point, like a like a Stargate kind of thing, right? 
certainly hope so. All right, wonderful. I'll, I'll hold you to that. We're gonna we're gonna check back in in nine years. Okay, sure. <laughs> right. This has been Techtopia. I'm John Diggs. We'll see you next week. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the Internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com.